Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, I'm Anita Adams, your host, and today I'm so pleased to introduce you to Donna Maltz, who is known as a planet advocate and a voice for nature. Donna has been a soil-to-soul entrepreneur and social and environmental activist since 1980. She is particularly passionate about mentoring eco-entrepreneurs to become conscious leaders. Donna is an author, a coach, and a podcast host of A Dose of Positivity, where she interviews thought leaders, change makers, and health and wellness experts who strive for social and environmental justice. Welcome, Donna. I am so delighted to have you here with us today. Oh, I am so excited to be here. And I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> when you introduce people, that's how, I mean, the world needs more Anitas in the world. Oh, you're so sweet. People who are, are being positively amazing to the positive people who are doing the best to bring social and environmental justice to the service. Yeah, yeah. And I loved learning about you and all the work you're doing. I think we connected through the Evolutionary Business Council. And yeah. I'm like, wow, Donna's cool. She's doing all sorts of really neat things. And I'm, I'm just excited to be in your presence, to learn about the things that you're doing, how you are serving uh, the world and, and making a difference in, in the lives of others. So very cool, very exciting to have you here. So I wanna, I always love starting with how did you get to where you are today? Like, what is your personal story, your personal journey that brought you to this moment where we are? Well, I I, I, I got to be really careful because I love this story that so much that I, I wrote a whole book about it. Oh, I, okay. So this is a, this is a big topic. Let's, yeah, <laughs> it's a big topic because I think it's really important uh, topic. So I'm going to keep it really short. And if okay. you guys are intrigued, you can read my book and I can send it to you even for free, the free ebook. But, um, you know, when I when I was a little girl, okay, my mom was sick with cancer and we had a nanny who moved in with us when I was five from the deep south. And it was 1962, right before Martin Luther King was assassinated, before John F. Kennedy was assassinated and so forth. And she taught me from a very early age that you may not like someone, child, but you have got to love them. Yeah, there's so much hatred in this world. There ain't room for no one. And that struck me like that was my first spiritual awakening. I was five years old. Hmm. And then from that day forward, you know, I realized, whoa, I, 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 I better not ever say the word hate again. I'll get my mouth washed out with soap, but uh, which never happened, by the way, it was a threat, but never happened. 
And then by the time I was 16, you know, and in high school, I realized, hey, there was something a little off about me. I was always pretty much happy and loving life. And I was riding my bike everywhere. I refused to get my driver's license because it was polluting the air. And um, and this is back in the 70s, guys. I, there was something like struck me like light bulb, uh, lightning, whatever. And I became a boys for nature at a very early age. And I, I ended up when I was 16 doing a bicycle trip to Europe where I was camping every night, never camped a day in my life before that. I was a Jewish American princess growing up right outside of Manhattan. And it was so incredible, like to be in Europe where there were no malls. And that was my main form of recreation in the 70s was going to the mall and to the movies. Uh, there were no movie theaters, at least the ones that I, I didn't see. And the, everything was small business, cottage industries. My favorite place was the boulangeries, the bakeries, um, the watchmakers, all of this. I, it was a whole new world. And then we'd go and we'd camp under the stars. And it was a, there was 12 of us. And I never got so close to people in my life as I did on that trip. And then I realized, well, I'm out in nature. Yeah, the closer power of being in nature. Right? The closer you get to nature. Yeah. The closer, closer you, you get to yourself, right? Nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my clothes in my book. Oh. <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah, so that, that so that was another lightning bolt after Mother Deer taught me to love everyone. I realized that it wasn't just everyone I needed to to love. It was all of life kind, not just mankind, humankind, but it was all of life kind. And so when I came back from that trip, that my my whole new life started different. You know, you're graduating from high school, you know, all the things that go along with that. But anyway, it brought me on a career path where I became a soul to soul entrepreneur. And I started my first business when I was 22. I had my own organic farm in, in 1978, 79. I started that by 1980. I was actually in business for myself. Um, and it was very cool to, to, that was another awakening, um, not being afraid of worms and realizing that they, like Darwin said, they are the tillers of the earth, the stewards of the land, the true. So um, I started almost like like propagating worms and, and plants and um, feeding my community and the rest really, that, that kind of answers how, how it started for me. And then since then, I've had 10 social and environmentally responsible businesses, all very successful. I'm retired now. I retired at a very early age, but I haven't retired from doing business. All my businesses moving forward are philanthropic. All the money goes to support land trusts and to purchasing land in the name of soil to soul. Why retire? when I can inspire. And that's why I'm here today to that's inspire so your audience. Hi, everybody out there. I'm so happy to meet you. And thank you so much for asking that question and having me here today. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And I, I love this soil to soul idea, um, that, that concept that the closer you are to nature, the closer you are to yourself, understanding yourself. And that's so important. Um, and, and that's what the, the joyful journey is, is about that. It's that inward looking journey to our highest self. So I feel like we're, we're speaking the same language in many ways. We're going down the same path or, or, or we're, pardon me, we're going down similar paths that leads to the same, the same, um, 
destination, if you will. And that's all about tapping into that greatness within, right? So, and the thing that I love about you and, and us is that we're propagating these seeds of change. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's about uh, seeking each other out and collaborating, not competing with one another. Yeah. This is uh, this is an opportunity for everybody. Uh, everybody in every business and every sector of, of life to jump on board and transition, evolve into being soil to soil entrepreneurs, going on this beautiful journey like you uh, bring people to, Anita, and the, the, the opportunities are endless. Absolutely. And when you start putting yourself out there more and having these conversations, more comes to you in this way, which is what I find really exciting. And I love having the conversations around around this stuff about our, uh, our personal evolution and change and growth and spiritual development. It's just it's fascinating. There's so much there's so much to talk about. Now, you have developed what you call your nine principles to being um uh, I guess, a, a soil to soul entrepreneur. And I thought we could take some time to go through those nine principles. Uh, are you up for that? Oh, I would love to do that. Okay. And you know what I wanted to share with people who are on this call who might not be entrepreneurs, that these principles apply to everybody. Because uh, since the Ice Age, businesses changed the world faster than anything. Mm-hmm. And it's ethical businesses and business leaders with the moral responsibility to have the ability and the responsibility to change things the fastest. But I close that quote with, it's your business, what you do with your life. Mm -hmm. Because once there's an exchange, you're in business, right? You're in business. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it's your business, how you raise your children. These principles apply to everybody. Every time we go to the store, uh, you don't have to have your own company to use these principles. But if these principles aren't applied in our everyday lives and in business in general, we continue the spiral of degradation that's happening in our economy, the environment, our political system, all the way down, trickling down the line. And so I, I really hope and I so appreciate you having this conversation. I think this is such yeah. a great conversation. Awesome. And Yes. I, I love um I love that. I love uh, what I like to say is that this show is for leaders, be it leaders of many or leaders of self. And we are ultimately all leaders of ourself, yet we have to be conscious leaders, awake leaders to be the best leaders. And if we want to have the best possible life, we really need to tap into that awareness. And I think, you know, going through your your principles, you do. You're you're drawing attention to some key elements of the way we need to be to create that life, to be a great leader, to be a great entrepreneur, to have a beautiful life. So let's start with principle number one, be part of the solution. Talk to me about that. Well, if you notice, um, it's spelled S-O-U-L. Oh, it is. I did not notice that, actually. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, it's be part of the solution. And and I just want to, before I go off on, on that, because the number one thing about being part of the solution is, and being a leader, is that the greatest leaders help others become leaders. 100%. Love so that. that that is a solution right there. So that is the difference between uh, a not so good leader and a good leader. That is would be a solution. And unfortunately, most leaders, um, especially who are controlling much of what's happening in the world, don't think like that. They think the opposite. 
I am the king, I am the God, especially the patriarch society. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that, that goes back to that collaboration thing, which is, again, is a solution. And we'll get to that when we get to the final principle. But to make it really clear for everybody to be part of the solution, I always like, uh, I tell this story because it's a very uh, potent and you'll never forget it. So you have a screaming child and, and, and you're, you're exhausted. Uh, maybe you've drank too much or you're just not a very good person. A solution um, would be to comfort and love that child. But a solution is taking that child, putting duct tape on their mouths and throwing them in a closet. There, they're quiet. We are duct taping everything these days because people aren't vulnerable and aren't looking at long-term solutions that will make the world a better place. Enough of the solutions that we keep hearing in the media and and all of the things that we're promised and told the vaccine's going to cure COVID or, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, whether you're vaccinated (laughs) or not, or had a problem or not, but the solution is that everybody needs to build their immune systems, Mm -hmm. but without building the immune system of the Pachamama, the mother earth, we're going to have a hard time doing it. So a solution, S-O-U-L, is we need to take care of the earth and ourselves to build the immune system Mm. of life kind, not just humankind or mankind, all life on the planet. So that is being part of the solution, taking it from the soil to our souls. Beautiful. Wow. That's uh, we could do a whole show show on just that. Just yeah. the solution. Thank you for that. I lots to think about there. Thank you. Um, principle number two is health is your greatest wealth. That sounds obvious, but elaborate yeah. a little bit on that for me. You know, it's so funny because I wrote this. I started writing this book. Well, I just published it a couple of years ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And but I started writing the book uh, ten years before I published it. So if anybody out there wants to a burning desire to write a book and you started it, don't give up. You can call me. I'll, I'll be your accountability. You get it done. But um, and, and, and I am dyslexic and I and I managed to write four books. So um, the when I wrote Health is Your Greatest Wealth, that was like probably 12 years ago. And, and I thought, well, this is so clever. It rhymes because I'm all into rhyming because that's how I learned because I was dyslexic. And the way I learned was rhyming and chiming and, and really, you know, rap is the greatest thing for dyslexic people. So um, and now it's become more of a thing. Health is your greatest wealth. And so when I went and I thought, well, maybe I should change it. It's so cliche. But, and then I thought to myself, no, it's something can people can relate to. But who cares if you have billions of dollars or millions or even $100,000 in the bank? How wealthy really are you if you're dying Mm -hmm. and suffering? And when you have your health, you have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. When you have your health, you have a healthy relationship to your physical surroundings. You take care of things when you take care of yourself. And a lot of people today have sacrificed their health in, in, in so many ways but they have given into the conventional way of doing things. They listen to their doctor, one sole person, like a God saying, you take this meds and not realizing that, that many of the pharmaceutical companies are tied in with the medical professionals. And instead of researching, oh, I'm a pre-candidate for Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer's or diabetes, that there are alternative ways to always like everything in nature, diversity, 
and having a diversity, diversifying and taking control of your health, listening to people who have stories, who have healed and cured themselves from uncurable things. Yeah. Taking, I think you hit it on the nose. You're taking responsibility for your own, your own health. I had a really interesting interview uh, with uh, another podcast guest a few months ago now, uh, Melissa Daly, for anybody that's listening, might want to check that one out if you're interested in exploring this a little bit more. It's about lifting the lid and looking under your own hood and being really aware about your your health um, and not not relying on on uh, your GP to uh, give you what you can find out for yourself by tuning into your body and understanding what you really what you really need. Sure, get some um, professional advice. Um, that's important too, but don't just go for the quick um, drug fix necessarily. It's not always, not always the, the best solution. And I know I'm guilty for doing that and I'm changing my ways after having my meeting with, uh, or my interview with Melissa. She's, (laughs) she's opened my eyes to, uh, uh, a better way of, uh, looking at, at health. And you're absolutely right. Health is our greatest wealth. So hopefully I put an exclamation on it. And it's just so funny that this is sitting right here. Um, this is a tincture made by a, a, one of a local producer who produces m- mushrooms, which is one of the most anti-cancer, um, anti-viral uh, things we can do. Just and 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 no, go figure. We're Earth Mamas, right? The mycelium is what holds the planet together. We're not getting enough mycelium, and this is a tincture that is antiviral, anti-cancer, and it also is a brain stimulant, and so preventing Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease or something. And so, I didn't just buy it; I researched it, and sure enough, there is scientific evidence, and that's a thing. Taking responsibility for our health, mm-hmm. you said it, you nailed it. Um, look at under the hood of our own, our own system, go to a medical doctor, get, get a diagnosis from blood work is, is, is good, but it's not always completely accurate. Maybe it's hair, urine, whatever analysis, take it to the next level and find yourself um, an uh, an allopathic position that you trust and a holistic, uh, whole, a a slew of holistic practitioners Mm. who can tackle whatever it is, whether it's fatigue or, um, um, just eczema is huge right now. Mm-hmm. All these skin di- um, disorders are huge right now because the skin is the largest organ in our body. Go figure the epidermic, like the skin of the earth is so infected right now, our soils. And we only have 60 years of farmable soil left. I look at our bodies and our skin, like the soil of our bodies and detecting that. So when you start seeing those things on your skin or under your, the bags under your eyes or the darkness, your body telling you something, right? So pay, we gotta, we gotta pay attention to what our body is, is trying to communicate with us. Absolutely. It usually is a direct reflection of what we see happening right right outside the air, the water that we're drinking and so forth. So Again, it's, you know, it's that awareness, like it's right there in front of you, tune in to uh, the awareness of your body and what is right in front of you trying to communicate to you. All right, um, I want to move on. We've got principle number three is live in harmony with nature. Now you're talking my language big time. I believe in this full heartedly. Now tell me your, your take on exactly what you mean, living in harmony with nature. That is the solution, S-O-U-L, that is the solution. And 
everything that I teach, everything that I write about in all my books is all interconnecting business and humanity to the systems and cycles of nature for our survival as a species on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, other species like rats and cockroaches and ants will be here long after the Pachamama has her way if we don't- Smarten up. <laughs> Thank you, very good. Um, yes, yeah, so smarten up. Um, and when we look back in the time frame, just for reference of whoever might be listening to this, I turned 65 this year, so I'm an elder, senior, whatever. <laughs> I feel like I'm 25 and on fire, and, and, and that's good. Um, but the, the reality is the reason why I feel this way and the way I the why I have so much energy is because I am a voice for nature, that I do believe that. Um, the closer we get to nature, the closer we are to our true nature. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't living in harmony with nature, you, all you have to do is like look at yourself right now, even go look in the mirror and then go look outside. And if you're not seeing a similar image, you're not seeing your true nature. I, I, I don't understand what you mean by that. It's important. Like, like people say, oh, you know, I have the God within or I see God within myself. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, nature is everything. God is in everything and nature is. In okay. And okay. so when we look outside and we respect and we see nature and we see her for all it is or it for all it is, we realize that we are made up of 98% of all of our body mass and everything is elements of the earth. Mm-hmm. We are made up of 70% water, something like that. And so is the earth. I mean, we are just like a cell of the whole being of of the cosmos and of being in the world, but media and, 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 and the askewed economy has, and it's so interesting. We call it mother nature, the Pachamaya, the Gaia, all feminine things. And what do we do? What's happened to women? Thank goodness for like the me too movement, but we have raped and pillaged and abused the feminine and the divine. And we're doing it to the earth and we've done it to women since for for long enough and it's time for women to come into their power and to realize we are and and i'm not saying not men too i mean i love men who have that the feminine that balance just that yin yang so nature we are nature don't anybody out there forget that we are nature and not forget that we have the ability and the responsibility to help our children especially start from the very get-go because when they come out of the moon they are a product they are they are nature (laughs) Yeah. Nothing more natural than giving birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I've i been writing about this concept uh, from this personal awareness that's happened over the last couple of years about how spending time in nature or investing time in nature, you begin to appreciate and fall in love with, with nature. The more time you spend in it, the more the more you fall in love with it. And in the process, you deepen your love for self. Mm-hmm. Yes. You totally deepen your love for self because what you're saying, and I hadn't heard it quite uh, expressed like this, is that uh, you, you see when you look outside, you are looking at a reflection of yourself. Yes. And I've never thought of it quite like that. And that's exactly what I'm experiencing. And I'm, I'm deepening my love for myself because I'm investing time in nature and falling more and more in love with my environment. You cannot not love yourself when you invest time in nature. And it's just, it's a beautiful um, harmony in connecting with nature in that way. And it's just, I challenge people to 
experience that for themselves by investing more time in nature. You know, if you want to boost your confidence, get outside. <laughs> right? Fresh air. And it's hard because some people live in the inner city. So I say move or help clean up your cities. Yeah. Well, even, you know what, even just going into a park, you know, there are parks that are around. I mean, I know that you and I both, we have the nature in our backyard. So we're extremely blessed. Um, I haven't always lived on Bowen Island. I lived in a city before moving out here and I, I would go, I would go for walks to the park and, and just sit on a bench and look at a tree, you know, like there's, it's there. But I think what, what, what is equally as important is not everybody has the opportunity to do what we do, but they can jump on the bandwagon and clean up their cities. It's happening all over the world right now. There's sponge cities. People are planting vertical gardens, rooftop gardens, community gardens, and become an activist in, in wherever you live because there's so many studies and I'll have to get them to you. Um, you can listen to them on the Bioneer station, which is a, one of my favorite uh, podcast to listen to B I O N E E R S the Bioneers. Mm-hmm. But we, we, people are doing incredible things in this. In, and once they start putting their hands in the soil and getting in touch with the mycelium, they become part of that solution mm-hmm. um, in, in wherever they live. And God knows we need that. And I just love that how you do, how you do, you bring people out there and you take people out there and, and having that opportunity for more people to create um, economies of scale based on bringing people closer to nature and giving them those, those tools and, and creating a career around it. Right. <laughs> so bringing peaking people to nature, what is wrong with that? Yeah. So, um, I, I really, I'm really, really grateful that you and I have connected on this and we're going to be spreading this ripple effect through uh, people's consciousness. Because once it gets into your blood, I just have to tell you guys this story that happened the other day. We, you know, we live and, and I'll, I'll take you afterwards. Um, I'll take my life, you know, outside, show you where I live on, on the big island of Hawaii. And, you know, some we, we live in a pretty much a glass house and all the doors are open and I'm outside all the time. Um, even my my front doors open up, so the whole house feels like you're on the Titanic. You know, you're outside. <laughs> that's awesome. Love but, it. Um, one, the other By the day, way, I'm coming for a visit sometime. You know, that. I can't wait. <laughs> so we 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 had we have these these glass windows, and when they're open all the time, the birds fly in and out of our house, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, not not lots, but some, yeah. and and we we've gotten to know some of them. But one bird, it was a young bird the other day hit the, we had to close it because it was so windy here and hit the glass and it got stunned. And my husband and I sat outside and he picked up, he picked her, him up. I think it was a he, cause the colors were bright, getting more bright for a young bird. And we held it in our hand, um, like he held it and I pet it, the bird, this little mm-hmm. bird. And we thought, oh, my God, it's going to die. It broke its neck. It looked like its beak was a little tweaked. And we sat with this bird for uh, looking outside, sitting outside and, and, and praying for the bird and just realizing that, hey, if you need to go, it's OK, because you'll fly back in another spirit. And we were sorry for our human windows. And we, we acknowledged this bird as like a spiritual act. And. Then it came time, you know, it pooped in his hand and it, it kind of standing <laughs> up. And, and, and so we went and we put it up high enough because we have three big dogs and a cat high enough in, in, in a very safe place. 
and checked on it every five minutes and it was there and was there. And then the next time it was gone. Hmm. And we know putting that love and that attention and honoring this, it's honoring just this little bird, but it wasn't like just this bird. It's just, that is what is a symbol for us recognizing all of life kind. It was the power of prayer, might you might say, or the power of intention of acknowledging another life um, that isn't maybe human. Because, you know, we don't know if we're going to come back as a bird or not. We don't know. <laughs> do we really know? That's I mean, another might, conversation. <laughs> another conversation. Uh, well, it's about this kindness, right? Yeah, I was and just going to say that's uh, the way of being in the world. And you're, you are exemplifying a way of being, which is kindness. And we can, there's all sorts of ways to be kind in our everyday. And look, we need to look for those opportunities. You know, it might be just holding the door open for somebody. That's an act of kindness or smiling to a stranger, yeah. you know, and picking up a bird that's hurt. You know, these are acts of kindness and they have a ripple effect. We are putting out good energy into the world. And it's important that we find these opportunities to share acts of kindness, even with, the littlest creatures, you know, like I, I help ants outside, you know, I have my, I'm in a 1937 house. My husband likes to kill the ants that get in here. And I'm like, let me just help them outside. <laughs> you know, so. no, no, that is so great because I, I want to share that this too, <laughs> that ant story is really good because I have a mosquito story too. Oh, and dear. <laughs> I, I really don't like mosquitoes, right? I mean, I really don't. Yeah. But yeah, I actually will kill a mosquito. I think that's <laughs> but you you end up killing less mosquitoes by not being out in mosquito hours, which are like there's certain times or after rain. But more importantly, you wear the right clothes. Like I wear I I wear linen pants and and long sleeves. And and so I've I occasionally when I'm sleeping will do in a, a one of them gets on me, but that's what citronella oil is for. That's what tea tree oil is for. And with the ants. I, I don't have to kill ants anymore because I don't leave food out anymore. And I don't, um, if the ants are, are trying to get into to my house, you know, put, put stuff out that, that, that attracts them to go the other direction. Right. So, you know, that's living in harmony. That's living with the systems and cycles of nature, seeing what they need. If I'm having food on my counter, I'm inviting them in. If I have pools of water right outside my, my front door, I'm inviting more mosquitoes into my home. Shame on me. Yeah. Takes responsibility, right? Right, right. That's great. I love that awareness. All right. We need to move on to uh, principle number four, know your truth. Know your truth. Well, we've been talking about that. Mm -hmm, we have, so, haven't we? I think that really, um, yeah, we have. And knowing your truth, the reason why this is probably more important than ever in the time of history, if anybody's alive, you know, been alive since uh, the 50s and 60s, especially when all the self-help stuff started coming in and everybody started going to shrinks and reading self-help books. And even those gurus, as great as some of that is, you start reading it and you start thinking, oh, I should think this way or be this way. Yeah. But really, when we think about it and knowing our truth is, again, going back how the Buddha knows truth, you know, like going back Going into going out into nature is the yeah. best way to get to know our true nature. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but if we don't know our truth, how are we supposed to tell the truth? Yeah. And we're we're very easily influenced when we don't know our own truth, right? 
Absolutely. And then we're not making choices that are aligned with who we really are or what's best for us in our life. If we don't know our truth. Um, like Brene Brown said, you know, it's none of your business. What I, what somebody else thinks of me. Yeah. It's none of my business. It's none of and my it's business. what we think of ourselves and it's how we show up in the world and yeah. how, you know, I wake up every morning. The first thing I do is I hug myself, hug my animals. And, um, and, you know, just say how I'm so grateful. And, and, and I think that if everybody all day long, um, well, this is what I challenge my clients to do, making it a choice that everything that they touch is this living like the future matters. It, are these living like the future matters or doing so? I don't have anything toxic around me because that's how I choose to live. But, it, you know, every once in a while, I'll reach for a pint of really good organic ice cream. Is this living like the future matters? And I say, yeah, bet it is. This is good for my child. I'm not eating dryers or some really bad stuff. You know, you can't be perfect all the time. But that the, the truth of the matter is, are we living like the future matters for our own self-help? Is- is that living the truth, living it for as the future matters? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, if you're like, when you think about nature, all these and everything you read from Darwin's theories, all, all of it, it's all like they're, all these species are here and they, 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 they have mating seasons because they're, they, they, it is to, for the next generation to survive, to continue the species. They're thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. It's a little anxious when you live in the future though. So you want to live in the present because it's a gift and you live in the past and you're depressed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're living like the future matters with each of your decisions that you make, that's why it's the title of my book, right? But when you're living like the future matters and you're making these truth, truths, then you are living your truth. What is true for me? Is this true? Am I am I truly doing this because I care that I'm an authentic, genuine human being who is making a difference? I'm like a rabbit. I want to copulate so I my children so they can kill, continue to live. Right? I mean, that is this fundamental thing in nature. When you think about it, we are here. But if we are here and we're not living like the future matters, and we're propagating just for the heck of it, and we have um, drugs in our system, and we are coming in with highly medicated and, and trying to think that we're going to avoid the fetus being that way. We're not living like the future matters. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're creating a bunch of generations moving forward that are more out of a chest tube because of what we're ingesting, whether it's chemical foods, whether it's toxic thinking, we're not living like the future matters. Mm-hmm. So that's what gets back to health as our greatest wealth. Right. And we want to continue on as a species being healthy serving one another, serving life kind. Absolutely. I see how all these principles are really interwoven, interconnected, aren't they? Yes, they are. Beautiful. Principle number five, mentors are essential. Woo, here we are. Anybody (laughs) listening, you got two nature loving mamas who understand these principles. I love that. We want to inspire you and we are here for you. Um, I mentor a lot of people. I, I do, I, I give, give away tons of information and free stuff on my website, wherever, any way I can get this sunk in to people's, uh, consciousness, these pinch principles in, in general, but I also have my own mentors like Anita. She's a mentor to me because we, we soul sister on, on concepts like this. Okay, I am a mentor, hopefully to you as well. You bring me here to whatever we're doing. Um, And the the cool cool thing is, 
to realize that each one of you who are listening or watching this, you are mentoring somebody else. Yeah. Because people are always looking to other people, whether it's a judgment call or, or a, a conscious love attraction. We, we, we are all mentoring and mentoring each other. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what uh, social economic class you come from. Some of the poorest people and, and the people who will say the lowliest life people in these third world countries um, have become my greatest mentors mm-hmm. because they live with dignity and integrity and um, they survive and they are resilient and um, have endured storms of political crisis as well as ecological crises. yet they stand proud in their heritage or in what they're doing. So it's up to you to find mentors and to be a mentee for, for others, how we want to show up, do show up as living like the future matters, show that you understand everything from the source of the soul is interconnected, show that everything from the, the systems and cycles of nature, like these are the values that I bring in these principles. Nobody, like this whole thing, like in, with all the employees, I've probably had a thousand people who have worked with me. Not one person ever worked for me mm-hmm. in all the almost 40 years I've been in business. This is showing up. This is being a mentor. This is this is what I taught all those people who worked with me, not for me, how to treat people. You know, the best in my restaurant that I had for 37 years in Alaska, the pearl divers were the dishwashers. We call them pearl divers. <laughs> Without a pearl diver on staff, the restaurant closed. Everybody's contributing in a significant way. That's right. It's all and part of the part of the fabric. Absolutely. You're, you're clearly very passionate about this, and I I see the, how that's woven in in what you're doing. Like you you are a mentor. You are walking that path of guiding people to their to their best. That's right. That's what that's what we're all here to do. Yeah. Truth. Every action has uh you could look at me and say that's what I'm here to do, but I'm challenging everybody out there. That's what we're all here to do. Right. And and that is how we do the the last principle, you know, how do we show up right in the world? It's so important. You know, I'm no better or no, you know, I know more about certain things, but you know more about other things, people who are listening. Mm-hmm. And and if you know that what you're doing isn't solution oriented or soulful oriented, please don't mentor someone to do it the wrong way. Figure out the right way to do it and show up and be that genuine self, that 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 who we are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Sit under that tree and find that self that knows that they are here to be part of propagating a future generation that are stewards of the earth and stewards of all life kind, not just genetic. Mm. That's the mentors we're looking for. And mentees who are looking to learn that, seek people out like us right here. We're right here. And, and, and if it's not our personality you resonate with or not that, you know, get, get a group, just like we talked about health is your greatest wealth, find those alternative health practitioners, yeah. but make sure you 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 realize you are are the the one that the world's been looking for. You have your unique gifts. Absolutely. Be influenced by all these beautiful people and let them bring out the best in who you are because there's no one snowflake alike. I love that. That's so beautifully put. Thank you. 
Beautiful. All right. Principle number six, the past history is no mystery. Yeah. Well, you guys tell me about your trauma. Lay it on me thick. I'll give you five minutes and then we move forward. Because the faster you take care of a wound, the sooner it heals. The faster you take care of a wound, the sooner it heals. And we don't have time for baggage and trauma moving forward if we're going to be a mentor. Yeah, it's really important to acknowledge it. It's really important to birth it out and cry it out and and come to peace with it. And then move on. That's a a surrender piece, isn't it? Letting go, surrendering the past and moving, learning from it and moving forward. And you stop the craziness. And you know how do you do that? It's really, really simple. You ready? I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. You stop the craziness. You add in positivity. Hmm. You add in nature. You add in mentors who genuinely see you for your greatness. I mean, you might be amazing on the piano or an incredible artist. Use that trauma to express yourself in a positive way. The best thing you can do is go out and help someone else stop the craziness. The best therapists are ones who have suffered the most trauma because they have empathy. Don't sit around and wallow in it and, and drink yourself or snort yourself to death. Indul- People are dulled more, especially since COVID, we've got an increase of 50% of narcotics and, and drugs, alcohol, medication. You can read the statistics. It's, mm-hmm. it's just criminal who's making money off of this. We need to, I'm not saying go cold turkey from destructive things, but it is very, very important to find that mentor, that counselor, somebody, just just say it right now. If you are dealing with old baggage, if you are not allowing yourself to achieve your greatness right now, say it to yourself. I'm stopping the craziness now. I'm stopping the craziness now because it is, it's crazy. And people out there want to keep other people down if they're in a position to push whatever services or drugs that they have. Take care of your health. Health is your greatest wealth. And that includes your mental health. Absolutely. Enough is enough. Enough Enough is enough. enough. There's a really hilarious, um, it's a a Bob Newhart video and it's, and I, it's not called stop the crazy. Oh, I know the, I know the one you're talking about where he's uh, the, the counselor or the, yes. yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Uh, We got to, I got to find that and see if I can uh, add it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so funny where somebody comes in with a a complaint about their life and he just says, stop it. Stop it. it." (laughs) That's his advice. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm really in alignment with that. Unless, I mean, sure people, I mean, obviously some people have way more crisis than others, but those people, I mean, when you look at how Michael Jordan was raised in Oprah Winfrey, I mean, just to name a couple or people who the trauma that these people experienced and they're some of the wealthiest, most influential people in the world. And, and, uh, and Tony Robbins, <laughs> he ate his meals in a bathtub or something like crazy like that. Stop it. Just right? Stop it. Just stop it. So, you it's know, not easy. <laughs> or right? not. it should be, but the whole psychological world and all this manipulation and going to psychotherapy and doing yeah. all this and biotherapy. And, and I'm not saying it's not any of it's bad. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. A, a little bit's good, but those people have the ability and the responsibility. I tell people when I'm coaching them, if you're not cured and you're not on to the next thing in three months, go find somebody else. I'm not here to take your money. I'm not here to rob you. Right. I'm here to help you move on and carry on. And, and, and if you're ready to get down to business, I'll work with you for another three months. But if we can't break this point, I got a therapist. I, you know, 
You know, th- yeah. those are energy vampires uh, to, to me that b- burn me out. I want people who are shakers and movers, you know, are really ready to mentor other people. Come ready to me. To the next and level. Them. Yeah. They're so the past is a, just a reminder of, you know, not who we are. It's the past is not who we are. The past is the past. Who we are is who we choose to be, who we choose to show up right now. You and me right here. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. So, so powerful. And I mean, it, it sounds, you know, when you say, just stop it, it's kind of funny. And yet it's so true. And it's not easy, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning, recognizing that, yes, stop the crazy. And if you can say that, then you can take the next step. Absolutely. Know? So, you know, and, and, and I'm not suggesting, but if anybody out there is in an abusive relationship right now, get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. stop it if anybody yeah, out there is drinking too much go to an AA meeting now yeah. stop it if anybody is out there who is living in a toxic work environment quit go to the job service right now or create your own business call me whatever and I'm not saying quit this second but maybe in a few minutes after you think about what your next step is but you know there isn't enough time yeah in your life we only got it or whoever universe gives us this precious time that was then. Now is now. It's time to turn the page. It's yeah. that easy. And it really is. And I'm just telling you, I've worked with enough people, help them through this transition. And it's just like you sometimes you just need someone to tell you to stop it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you really, really need to go into an institution and you really need to detox and you really need much greater support than what Absolutely. I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm not saying like you know, prescription. Right. You choose it. You choose what you do. You go deep into it or you just have the courage and you can stop it. And if you can't, then go back and not back backwards, but just say, hey, I need serious help. You can go to the state. You can go to your family, friends, um, your parents or whatever and say, look, I I need some help. It's making the choice, you know, like I want to make sure we're clear. It's not it's not easy in it, but it's not it's not hard. No, let me rephrase that. It is it is hard. But the first step to say, I'm going to stop it, that's, that's not hard. And then you can, you can start looking at the action steps to take to get you out of a situation, to get the support that you need. But it's first making that choice that you are going to stop it whatever stopping it is. I love that. And I think that even in the AA meetings, I, 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 one of the first things is acknowledging is 50%. Oh, awareness and acknowledgement like, is, is it. It's huge yeah. with everything we do in life. We need to be aware of what is going on. I'm done being an a-hole. I'm done being a, a disservice to humanity. I'm done having pity parties on by myself and drinking my, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. because you know and and the thing when uh, and i'll just show the cover to the book living like the future matters the evolution of soul to soul entrepreneur and the reason why i'm so smart about all this stuff and i'm not so I'm so smart is i lived it you know i i became addicted to food and work um and especially sugar i got up to 205 pounds i was fat nearly uh fat dead and nearly fat sick and nearly dead and whatever you know the combination so I had to really fight my way up. I had to say, stop it. I'm not just saying this because, I mean, I was bad. I, I was this close, you know, to just mm-hmm. like, I wasn't going to, because I had a kid, but I was this close to like, why something. And you know what did I do? I sat under a tree and the mm-hmm. story's in my book and it's really great. And I had, it, I had an, an awakening that was just awesome. And I was in my 
mid to late thirties. And it took me three, three and a half years to really come back and rise like a Phoenix. Yeah. And so it's so, that, it's so that, you know, that stop it. Like, I just want to presence that. Like it took three and a half years to yeah. make the transition. So it's not like you say, stop it. And boom, you are, right. you are healed. It is a journey. You just have to make that decision and then you take the steps to get there. And it, it might take many years to, to come out the other end or not. It could be a lot of, a lot quicker. And like you, my journey to healing and loving and creating a life that is aligned with who I am started with sitting in the forest. You know, it is again, it's that connecting with nature to know, know thyself, know thyself. And when you know thyself, when you make time to know thyself, then all sorts of things become in your consciousness, you become aware, and then you know and understand how to move forward. Even if you don't see all the steps, you might, you'll just see the first step, the first thing that you need to do. And that's all you need to get is that first step. And then you'll get the next step and the next as you lean into and trust that you have that wisdom within yourself that is released by being by yourself in in nature you know I'm, i think nature is the sacred portal to our highest self but we don't necessarily need to be walking in the forest to get that so really? just want to present that you and i can clearly talk forever about this stuff and i want to be mindful of your time so let's um let's move on to principle number seven which is the present a gift receive it in the now that sounds like um an eckhart tolle uh, uh yeah. belief and i'm um, you know, it, it isn't an Eckhart Tolle belief. It goes be way before Eckhart Tolle. Um, Oprah Winfrey made that. You know, I had a hard time even reading that book. Um, but uh, <laughs> not that I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I'm just yeah. not a reader. And I just thought, well, you know, anyway, um, the present receiving and now go, goes way back. I mean, that's Buddha sitting under a tree. That That's, a, you know, that's nature. If you look at nature, that is where nature is present all the time it, it uses every single sensory perception that you can ever have and it's in that awareness knowing when an earthquake is going to happen storm you know if you really listen to nature when an earthquake right before an earthquake everything goes completely silent giving you enough warning i mean literally minutes before it happens because i've been in an earthquake and i've experienced that um and any any catastrophic storm nature will warn us first how do you think most animals not all but they, they know when to the exit strategy so being present in nature does that and i want to just step back um, about what with the, with the past with me. It took me three and a half years to totally get out of it. But once it took me 90%, I got out of almost immediately oh. after when I sat under that tree, when I made the choice to change. And it was because I chose to be present. I told to live like the future matters, mm -hmm. but that meant being present in the moment. And that was what happened for, for me. I started um, spending way more time back in nature because I realized what was lacking in my life, taking walks, being by myself, yeah. being quiet, being still. And I'm telling you, it was that stop it. It was almost instantaneously. Hmm. It took me three and a half years to lose the weight. It took me three and a half years to get a knee that had been uh, surgically uh, slaughtered to, so I could walk better. Hmm. But it didn't take me three and a half years to get over that emotional abuse that I was traumatizing myself with. Right. It took me very quick. Once you made the decision. Once I made the decision. But and that, that decision, just to be clear, that decision was to be 
present though, right? That was part of your decision to be here yes. in, the, in the now. And by, and correct me if I, if I'm, if I'm going off track on that, but um, when you're present here in the now, then you you are able to let go of the the past, the the pain of the past, and you're also letting go of the worry about the future. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about that. Absolutely, yes. But it isn't only just letting go of the past. It's more about being aware of the past and using it as a tool to not only help yourself heal, but to help others. Just like I'm here telling you my story because storytelling is so important and these are real things. So I'm sharing my past with you as part of my healing journey. So it's not to not acknowledge it and it's not to not um, realizing that um, one of the things that I did and I do, that's a physical recognition. You'll notice that my hair is very long. I decided that I wasn't going to cut my hair until there was world peace and hunger was eradicated. Oh, wow. Was part of my healing journey to make a statement to myself is that I have a bigger person purpose in life. Um, I don't tell everybody that story. I mean, it's real obvious that my hair is very long and it's very big and very thick, but it's something I see in the now I look in the mirror and it's just a reminder every day it's in the now it's just part of that. Okay. I acknowledge that this hair was here. Um, this hair was here, this bottom part, when, when maybe I was having trauma, it's like a tree has rings. You can know when there's a drought and you can know when there was an exorbitant amount of sunshine, you can see the growth marks in the tree. So you don't have to grow your hair until there's world peace and or you think on a, 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 about this is my part of my being here now. Pick something that you can really relate to. And that's why I like saying, looking in the mirror every day and saying, I am here, I am present. Pick a mantra every day. I'm living like the future matters. Or I am beautiful and here to create. Whatever that works for you, I am here. When you are here, you are here, you are present. So find everybody had like a snowflake. We're all different. Fine. Just, you know, just because I'm saying this, that's not your authentic self, maybe, but crazy. I'm not going to grow my hair. Besides my hair doesn't grow. Right. <laughs> all falling out. Or my hair's too frizzy. So find that now thing that keeps you aware every day present. What am I working towards? I'm working towards world, world peace and eradicating hunger. I'm working by doing that through the systems and cycles of nature and using that as my main teacher and my guide to help others realize these mm. principles, all these nine principles. Right. Lovely. Well, that takes us to our last two principles. Principle number eight, the future, the future, live like the future matters, which we've kind of covered, but that's a, that's a, obviously a really important principle. Yeah, you know, it's, it was hard to either put that at the very beginning or the very end. It is being the solution, S-O-U-L, living like mm -hmm. the future matters. Um, to me, in my phrase, in my words, people can come up with or whatever they choose. Mm -hmm. But to me, that living like the future matters, yes, we, we definitely covered it. And I want to make sure that everybody, it's a choice what that means to you. But there are guidelines and these principles lay out what the, much of what those guidelines are when you really read there's little captions for each of them it is um a study because we have been, we have to undo a lot of what we've learned because there are so many corporations out there that have greenwashed us to purchase their products and their services that are actually maybe good you think it's good for you but they're at the expense of exploiting other people other countries there's children growing the majority of the cocoa and coffee in the world there's, you know, buying organic, buying fair trade, 
um, really, really knowing the source of when we look at the whole food and drug and the whole agricultural system, because they say you are what you eat. I say we are what you digest. We want to digest information that is accurate. Mm-hmm. I want to go to one source. We, If we are truly going to live like the future matters, it's important to educate ourselves. It's important to invest in ourselves, invest in our education, mm-hmm. to learn from the right masters, from the right mentors that are going to make sure that the world is a habitable place for all life kind. Think like your child is, or your grandchild or your great grandchild. What kind of future do we want to have for them? Right. We need to educate ourselves. Absolutely. Not from commercials, not from media, not from social media. From people who are really, really honoring by these these nine principles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we because otherwise we're just like part of the problem, not the solution. 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 Beautiful. All right. Principle number nine: connection is sacred. Yes. Connection is sacred. Collaborate, not compete. Right. Co-create. The only time really nature has to super compete is when it's being disturbed, when it's being threatened when it's not, when there isn't enough abundance. So community building is more important than ever. First, we have to build that community within ourselves, with all our cells and all the mycelium of them, or the microbial organism, the microbiome in our gut. That's a community. We have to get healthy. Health is our greatest wealth. When we have our health, then we can reach out to our families and to our communities in a healthy way. We don't show up to a city council meeting and say, fuck you, excuse my English. You know, we say, hey, let's look at this. Let's let's figure figure out how we can educate ourselves, living like the future matters. So that we're coming from these things, like if we continue to fish the rivers like this, or we continue to to build with these permits that are acceptable of these toxins, how it's going to affect future generations. If we whatever it is, and I'm not saying just a city council meeting, I mean just showing up in general. Mm-hmm. Is unity in community build immunity? <laughs> unity That's quotable. In community, it's one one of my favorite quotes. Thank you. <laughs> unity in community builds immunity. It builds our personal immunity and it builds the other immunity. I mean, like there's nothing worse than going into a room of people and feeling that toxic energy and that how that immediately affects our self-esteem and our self-worth. It's up to all of us to be, if we're healthy and we're kind and we're loving and we're generous and we're overflowing with solutions, they might not all be perfectly right. And you're not like, this is the only way. This is the solution. I heard it on this podcast. No, you look into, you would look into these principles. You look into these things. You educate yourself. Just because it came out of my mouth to, through this podcast doesn't mean everything I'm saying it take as a gospel. No, this is the challenge to ignite people to have the conversation. Like I'm just saying, unity and community build immunity. That is my quote. I learned that I came up with that quote. Somebody wrote a song about it, right? <laughs> so I, which, which is really great. So, but, but it's not mine. It's, it's not, it's not any good if I don't share it. Absolutely. Hopefully you'll quote me on it, but if you don't let it go viral. I just, um, I think that, that that is the most important thing. How can we all inspire each other to become the best version of ourselves? How can we all show up interconnected with the systems and cycles of nature and not do things for just ourselves, 
but for the higher good for future generations to live like the future matters. Like the Iroquois Indians sat down. Can you not do that, Kevin? Seven generations. How do we come back to the indigenous ways? How do we come back to a way that we are serving each other, serving life kind, not humanity? Humanity falls into life kind. And how do we think of everything? Is that a solution or is it a solution? Do we want kids in the closet with duct tape on? No, we want kids who have the self-esteem, who have the confidence, who have the the, the endurance because their health is their greatest wealth too, that they can rise, rise up, rise up, take responsibility for their actions, stop the craziness. Don't even let the craziness in because we are mentoring. We are teaching these children to live like the future matters. We are teaching them to be self-reliant. We are teaching them to be stewards of the Pachamama. We are teaching them to honor and love the divine feminine in themselves if they are a masculine body. The balance, the yin and the yang. I love men. I have the best husband in the world, even though he was running the water because we're running a little long and he was hungry (laughs) and it's morning here. Sorry about that. But, you know, that's a good part of it. You know, like he is the most, I mean, just like your husband and we're gift. You know what? Because we open our hearts to the partnership. We ought open our partners, our hearts to the unity and community that builds our immunity. So we're strong and healthy. Why retire when I can inspire? I'm here because I care about you, because I care about my granddaughter and her children. Who else is going to teach? A lot of the great old indigenous people are, are, are dying off. A lot of this old wisdom, we have, we have the responsibility and the ability to keep this alive. The Pachamama Alliance is a great resource for everybody on this call. The Bioneers is a great resource for anybody on this call. Mama Donna, which is my personal pen name, Mama Donna, is a great resource. Annette, Anita, I'm sorry, you are an incredible resource. We're getting older. So teaching this, this, these legacies of the bastards that I stand upon their shoulders are the ones that understand life kind. They understand the four-legged ferns. They understand the wind and the rain and the floods and the droughts and the volcanic eruptions and the storms are all part of the building of who we have become as humans today. We're trying to build dams and, 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 and like Mother Nature is, we're supposed to live in certain places, we're not supposed to change and alter the ecosystem to, to accommodate us. I mean, all of those cities will be devoured and as they should. So I just want to encourage all of us to be educated, to look at these, seriously look at all these principles, read them all and um, add to them, share them, share your additions to these principles. Yeah. Create your own. That's great. Well, you know what? They creating your own always, Yeah. but to look at the wisdom of what has been created. Absolutely. You have offered so much in this conversation. There's a lot to unpack here. And, and I, my sense is people are going to have to come back and maybe listen to it again, maybe take some notes. You at the beginning, you mentioned a, a free ebook. Is that something that we could um, offer our, our guests I, or our, pardon me, our listeners um, yeah. here? Maybe I can, I, I've got something on our website. It's called the toolbox and it's a, a resource a place for people to go and find tools that will help them on their journey. Would it be okay if I add that uh, ebook to our our toolbox? Absolutely. And That's you, great. you guys, this is the 
the book and it's 400 pages. And the most exciting thing about this book, okay, talk about toolbox. And that is so awesome that you offer that, Anita. I have probably a hundred resources in the back of the book of people that I have vetted. And we were talking about education. Mm. My goal is to get a shortcut to the wisdom of ancestral people, organizations that are doing things like to, to better humanity and better to become better stewards, slow food, slow money, all so many invaluable resources in there, conscious capitalisms. But like I said, Bioneers, Pachamama Alliance, the different wildlife federations that are doing, truly doing great work and not just taking people's money because I vetted them. And, you know, my place in the world is to become a conduit to help you like you're doing with your toolbox. So there's several reasons, even if you don't read the book, to get these resources out of the book and uh, find the ones that resonate with you and reach out to me. I do discover, I would be glad to talk to any of your listeners if they have any questions about anything that I spoke with and they can go to my website and book a call. My schedule is very busy. It's hard to get a call with me, but to go on there and and, and if, if you would like to, um, and also show up for a dose of positivity every week. And you can put that in your toolbox too, honey. Yeah, we'll put uh, and we'll cl- include contact information in our show notes uh, as well. Um, so, but just give a give us the website that people should go to to learn more about you. It's donnamaltz.com. That's easy, donnamaltz.com. M a l t z malts with a malt chocolate malt like malt with a z. Donnamaltz. <laughs> My favorite. I love chocolate malt. I haven't had one of those in a long time. (laughs) I'm going to think of you like chocolate malt from now on. Sweet and yummy and comforting. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) All right, Mama Donna. (laughs) Love it. So, so much. And um, I really enjoyed this time with you so much. And what you are doing and bringing out to the world is amazing. And I can't wait to have you on a guest on my show called A Dose of Positivity. All right. Thank you so much, Donna. And thank you, Joyful Journeyer, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.